Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. Alongside me is my wonderfully, amazingly handsome cousin, Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Divine. Divine. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. So we got a little Pantera to start off the day today. Uh, so, R.I.P. Vinnie Paul Abbott, drummer, co-founder of Pantera, my my personal favorite metal band of all time. Um, my favorite workout uh, band oh. of all time. Oh my god! I could throw this. I could throw this on and walk through a workout. Ah! Like so I I once. Um, I once benched 850 pounds because I turned that song on. I believe it. I believe it. Cause I, 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 it didn't quite get there. I was probably closer to 750, 775. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, pretty any, close. Any other song, I'm about about 80 or 85 pounds. The bar. The bar. What's the, the bar? The bar is like in 50 high school. Or something. You know, in high 45 school, 45. In high school, I I couldn't bench like I just benched the bar. Oh, that was it? I yeah. I don't even. I don't. I might not have gotten the bar up. I might have gotten it up once or twice. <laughs> but when I was a freshman in high school, I was 95 pounds, I think. Yeah, I was probably really so close. I mean, yeah, and you were, yeah, yeah, you were right really close. Too, right? All right, so anybody, welcome back. Uh, we are the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, not coming live to you. We are going to be recording tonight. But we're going to go over a few things today. We're going to start off, obviously, with our red-hot Cincinnati Reds, nine of the last ten. We're going to get into some uh, a little a little funny talk about some bathroom stuff. Uh, we'll get, <laughs> give you a little World Cup update and go over the NBA awards that happened last week. But to start off with, you can catch us on Facebook. We're at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We got a uh, poll going right now, a bracket of the ugliest Major League Baseball players of all time this week was a number one slash 16 um, that was up there. Bob Mossy was facing Kevin Euclid, and to be honest, it, it wasn't even close. It was 80, I think it was 82 or 83% to Bob Mossy. Uh, so that is officially over. We are, ha- we are posting the bracket, print them out, fill it out, because we don't know how to make it to where you can automatically type things in. So <laughs> Working on it. Um, so fill out the poll next week will be up, which is, I just had it sitting here a second the, ago. The, the two fifteen seed, yep, which the, is Willie McGee, right? Willie McGee and, it uh, is. who it is. I got it 15. right here. It's Willie McGee versus Hideki Matsui. Hideki this has, Matsui. uh, this has some possibilities cause there's some good pictures of Hideki Matsui. I'm going to put, put a good one up tonight. We'll see how it goes. So check that out. Willie McGee V. Hideki Matsui, the 215 seed, my vote right off the bat, Willie McGee, because in my eyes, he's the ugliest man in baseball history. <laughs> Get on there and vote. Please. Also, join us on the Beat the Streak app. You can catch us. We are Our group is the Slippery Dogs. We're up to five Slippery Dogs in there right now. Not too many. Uh, figured we'd have more than that by now, but that's all right. Check it out. Maybe some of you don't know what it is. Go to the app store, beat the streak. You just pick a major league baseball player to get hit every day. My sister joined this week. Did she? Nice. We're up to six. Be. Awesome. Yeah, All right. Be. Yep. There you go. So, uh, slippery dogs. Check it out. If you have the longest streak at the end of the year, you'll get a uh, nosebleed sports podcast gift box, bag, basket, whatever I decide to do. And uh, if you ever get the twenty game hitting streak, I'm going to get you a nosebleed sports podcast t-shirt that's what i want i just want to get to 20 just to get that if you're lucky i might give you one 
I got them, I got them designed up. Now my wife's oh, my wife's a, a uh, design she, person. She's, well, she's, she's yeah, she, very creative, very talented. She does a very good job with that stuff. So she's been working on it. Uh, all right, so let's kick it off, man. Red hot reds. Everybody's been waiting for us to get deep into the reds, and we finally got a reason to do it. Nine out of the last <laughs> ten. Give it up for your boys. Way to go. Have people been uh, wanting us to get deeper into the reds? I, I, you know, a lot of the stuff is, has been, a lot of the comments on Facebook have been, uh, we, you know, they'd like to hear about the reds. So. Especially now. Especially, Especially now right after now. the last couple weeks. Yes. Um, they were at, a, what, a seven-game, I think, hit, uh, seven-game win streak, or was it eight, seven or eight games? Eight out of their last they nine. won eight straight. They've won nine out of their last ten. Okay. They won again the, today. Twelve out of their last fifteen, right? Exactly. They so, swept the Cubs in a four game series over the weekend. Yep. Great American ballpark. They just took two uh, out of three in Atlanta. Yep. Who are the uh National League East leading Atlanta Braves. And today Oh, that was what they did. They finished off the Brave series today, mm-hmm. winning six to five. So had to come back because there was a they had a rough fourth inning, uh, Mr. Our man, Castillo, still seems to be the one starter right now that's still struggling. And he's supposed to be the number one uh, bright prospect out of all this whole group. And Romano's looked good here lately. Mm-hmm. Malley's looked good here lately. Um, Go it, ahead, it, say He, he looked good yesterday. It. He looked last good. Last two games. His last two games, he looked all right. But the four before that, he was terrible. <laughs> So, uh, so Harvey, Matt Harvey's. I mean, he's 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 pulling his weight. Maybe we can get something by the trade line, trade deadline exactly. for him. And if you get anything for him, it's better than it's better than nothing. So, absolutely good to go. Iglesias, as always, pitching great. The bullpen has been pretty good. They have uh, Michael Lorenzen the other day, home run. Yeah, home run. So yeah. if you can't pitch very well, you might as well step up to the stick, right? They're talking now about the possibility of using him in the field. And try in, and use in certain in emergency situations, probably. Right, sure. But I mean, look what the Cubs have been doing. They've been doing exactly. all kinds of goofy stuff. Where they brought a guy in against the Reds the other day and gave up a bomb to Joey Votto. Why he was? I, I still don't understand the whole thing that Joe Man's doing, where he leaves a pitcher in and moves him and brings a guy in to pitch, and then mm-hmm. it's getting a little weird. But yeah. that's beyond well, the point. he's a genius. I don't understand because I'm I'm an idiot compared to Joe Madden. I guess. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite Joe Madden quote of all time when he got hired as the uh, Chicago Cubs manager, he was doing his. They they were doing whatever it was his announcement to in some Wrigleyville Wrigleyville bar, mm-hmm. and that's where his where they were announcing him, and he was doing his interview. And uh, first thing he says, he goes, "I'm from Philadelphia, and I'm gonna buy everybody in here a drink." And he said, first round's on me. And from when you're from Philly, that means a round and that means a beer and a shot. And the whole place went nuts. Wow. I was like, this dude knows how to win over a crowd yeah, right no there. Kidding. He knows especially, how to win over a crowd. Especially there in Wrigley. Yes, Hill. there's no doubt about that. Awesome fun place. Awesomely fun place. So all right. So let's get into it, man. I mean, these reds, by the time the all-star break gets here, shoot. <laughs> we're going I mean, we're we're creeping our way out of the, be the cellar. Best, best team in baseball. Yeah, I mean, right now we're we're only four games from being out of last place in the <laughs> National League Central. That's because <laughs> the Pirates got bad. <laughs> <laughs> we are currently uh, twelve and a half out of first place. Um, but to get just to get into it, I mean, you know, we're only nine games out of getting into this thing and to making it interesting. To be honest, nine games is not bad. Now. The real thing is, is this team going to be able to keep it up? Yeah, and I, I, I 
I don't think they'll keep this. I mean, they're no team. I, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the, those teams are not even going to going to win at an eighty percent rate for you know over the course of an entire you know sure the last three quarters <clears throat> of the year or the last half yeah. of the year. Um, so yeah, I certainly don't think the Reds are set up to do that yet. Um, but it's so much more exciting now, you know, after a three and 15 start they're you know, three and 15 under Brian Price. And then they brought Jim Riggleman in 31 and 31 under Jim Riggleman. He is officially 500 as of now, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. where, so what's the people have been, I've seen it on, on, on the Twitter and it's been on the radio a couple of times about this take the interim tag off of Jim Riggleman. All that means to me is give the man an extension is to actually sign him because when when he's if you look up Jim Riggleman, it doesn't say interim manager. He's the manager of the Cincinnati Reds. They want to re-sign him now. Is it that time? I mean, are we there? He's, he's sixty-two games. Well, what do you think? I don't think that it's time yet. I think that this team needs a guy. And obviously, this has been a breath of fresh air for this team. Now, at the same time, he's got a whole different team he's working with. Yes. I mean, think about. It. I mean, uh, Brian Price didn't have half of these pitchers that are on the team now. Um, he he was working with a Homer Bailey, working with a Brandon Finnegan. I mean, he, this team is way different. The offense is even uh, different because Winker's back and playing. I mean, he didn't play very – he was out for a little while. Shebler's playing now. He's got a full lineup yeah. going it's it's a big difference. Yeah, his lineups are actually a little bit more consistent now than they were for a while too because they are. Scott she- he he started putting Scott Shebler in the leadoff spot and Shebler's really hit the ball since yeah. he's been there. He put he's up t- to 280 now. Yeah, he he put Tucker Barnhart in the two hole. Tucker Barnhart can handle the bat very well. He's a, he's a legitimate two hole hitter. You know, um Vado of course is is third and then the trio of Vado Suarez and Jeanette is is as good as any three four five in baseball right now. Period, sure. um, without yeah. question. Um, you know, and Vado got off to his normal bad start, his bad April that yep. he always has. You know, Brian Slowly Price was going right. through that. Brian Price did not have a Eugenio Suarez. He he no, missed, yeah, Suarez he missed was sixteen out. games in the first part of the season. Yep. He didn't. He didn't have Anthony DiScalfani. DiScalfani's been good since he's been back. He had yep. uh, maybe a little rough start the first time. The last three, he's got wins in his last three starts. So, are you saying that you think that it's a little overboard with the fact that everybody's given Riggleman this i this this greatness that he's got? Because in the beginning of the season, I said this team had the ability to win seventy games. They have the ability to win seventy games, seventy five games. I I think seventy six would have been a mark. That I wouldn't, I'd say good. They could, they had a chance at it. If this team was healthy the whole time, I think this is the team you would have seen closer to a 500 ball team, which isn't going to do anything, isn't going to make it anywhere. We understand that. We're still building, but it wouldn't be this third worst team in baseball, 12 and a half out before the All Star break. It wouldn't be that kind of a bad team. Yeah, and and yes, I do agree with you that I don't think it's. I think you, I think you ride ride this out the rest of the season see what happens the rest of the way the reds you know could come back out of the all-star break and and you know play 200 ball again or whatever and for the rest of the year and just you're you know they could Votto. i don't even want to say that but anybody could go down with a big injury 301 right now he's he's back above the 300 Votto, suarez Jeanette are all over 300 
they're all in the top you know they're driving in runs now they're all they're all in the top all three of those guys are in the top eight in the national league in ops so yes. they're getting on base and they're driving each other in um it, it's it's so much fun it, it's it's i don't remember seeing it's been a really long time i don't i don't know if i ever remember seeing three guys that are this hot for this long i mean it's been Every, over a month that yeah. all three of those guys have been just Flaming hitting hot. the ball. And and Jeanette is the guy who's getting all of the national news right now because when it comes to second baseman, he's he's he is the best second baseman in baseball right now. There's some really good ones, the second or third worst. <laughs> and that's could be wrong. He might be the worst statistically, defensively. But um I was looking thinking about how great he's been this year. Winker's got a better on base percentage than than him now. Uh, Suarez better on base percentage. Votto, I mean, these guys, We this team is hot at the right time, and they we've said it for the last two years. They've got the offense. Mm-hmm. They've had the offense. Yeah. Five years ago, they had one of the best pitching staffs in baseball but couldn't score runs half the time. Now we're on the complete opposite of that, which is what we've dealt with for the last two years. So now it's just a matter of – and, you know, it's a good thing to have, you know, we're – some of these guys, a couple of these guys are going to be gone. I can tell you, that. I I really truly think a couple of these guys will be gone before the break. I, as long as they get what, you know, they get something good for them, I'm okay with that too. Who do you think? Who do you think's gone by the by the trade deadline? There's, uh, or maybe it's young guy. Maybe maybe may, I don't know. Senzel guy that could be gone. Is it? it yeah, I don't. If this is a question that I heard the other day, and before I get into that, because I don't know who would be gone. A lot of that comes into contracts and things like that, Certainly. and I don't have the ideas. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But a really good question I heard the other day. If you were the Reds' general manager slash owner, well, take that off because the owner won't let Billy Hamilton go for anything. But if you're the Reds' general manager, in all honesty, without joking around, is there anyone on this team that's untouchable? That's <laughs> that's tough. I, I, so right away, I'm trying to get my fandom out of my head. I'm it's trying hard. to be objective. It's hard. I'm trying to do. I, I'm trying to get the bias out of here. Um, I, I mean, I, I very first thing I want to say is Votto, and and Votto's probably untouchable anyway for for all the other teams all because the, of his contract. Exactly. Nobody wants to deal with that anyway. And by the time he's go, he's done, he's going to be damn near forty. Yeah. It, but you know, I would love to see Joey Votto actually play his contract out and be productive for the next he's got the ability six, to seven do it. years however yeah. long he's got left yeah um i would love to see him finish his career here i mean you know that would be fun because he's he's not only one of the best two or three hitters in the game but he's you know really he, he's a, he's got an incredibly funny sense of humor. It's just fun to follow him. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah. There's a lot of he still messes with fans all the time and other ballpark. I was at the game uh, Sunday, yeah. and he's standing there in the on deck circle talking to the people in the Diamond Club. He yep. does that all the he time. Does it all the time. Love it. Super nice. And then he guy. goes up there and flips a switch, and he's the most focused guy in the universe. I mean, he's just so focused. He does. He never gives an at bat away, which is a big reason why sometimes he gets a little too upset with the umpires because he is in complete focus mode. And if he feels like something's off because the guy's got the best time on in baseball, certainly. I mean, he's over the last few years when it comes to walks and on base percentages, things like that. The guy, he, there's no doubt that he has the best eye in baseball leads the national league right now again and walks and on base normal. But so, yeah, I mean he's 
he's like 50 points above uh, Suarez. And like yeah. you said, we're there, him, Suarez, and Winker and Jeanette are all 375 or buff. So, anyway, um, got thrown out the other day. And have you ever noticed about Joey Votto when he gets thrown out of games? It's almost always a day game, and it's almost always in the, the first inning. Very first thing always. I thought of. That's so funny. It's we didn't get talk away about this day. at all. It it's is. getaway day. He's done. Votto, dude. Votto decided he was taking the day. He's off. taking the day off. <laughs> he took a strike. Thank God it was a little low or whatever it was. It was way high. I thought. <laughs> I thought it, it was yeah. definitely oh, yeah. a ball, but he. Oh man, way he went nuts. He went I love nuts. it. I like it. They gave him a little bit of rope. And he took every bit of it. He gets as much. Yeah, and that was the thing, too. The umpire <laughs> gave him every chance yep. to turn around and walk back to the dugout, and he made up his mind. Yep. He's like, Joey said, I'm getting thrown out of this game. Yeah. So Joey Votto is the king of keeping his head down and moving dirt around and having a conversation with the umpire not to show him up. So good at that. Yes. You see him do it all the time. Right. Has a good conversation with the umpire in between pitches about where he thinks the ball was, kicking dirt around, always head down, never to show him up until he wants to get kicked out of a day game <laughs> in the first inning. There's none of that going then, on. <laughs> then just so animated, his screaming, just oh, hard gestures. So and just, Oh, man. That guy knows how to get kicked out of a game. I'll yes, tell you that. there's no doubt about it. It is so much fun to watch him when he gets angry like that because you go from knowing this guy who's so funny and you know got the it's a little dry sense of humor, but it's a right. really good sense of humor. And and he you know so incredibly focused when he's at the plate, you can just feel the intensity. Yeah, when he's standing there, and then all of a sudden to just explode. It's <laughs> It's pretty fun. <laughs> At, his adrenaline gets way up. I'm sure that, like, kind of like you said, it's you know, his adrenaline is so high when he's so focused in yeah. there, and and when he feels like he, you know, gets the, gets the bad end of a call, uh -huh. it's you know, he's, he's gonna. Let you know, you when know he retires, it. he might need to get a little anger management. You think so? I, I, he gets kicked out of a. I mean, he he probably gets kicked out of four games a year. You I know bet. what I was blown away by? That's his first ejection in like over or two year, two or three years. No way! You gotta be kidding me! I, I, it was September, really? September of sixteen, I think. Maybe, maybe even fifteen. Maybe just when he gets ejected, I just feel like it's so I incredible. Fe I felt like he gets kicked out of three or four games a year too. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. It blew yeah. me away to see that. That's unbelievable! Unbelievable! All right. So yeah. anyway, this team is anybody untouchable? Beside, take Votto out of the picture because Votto's untouchable for other reasons. Is there anyone? And and uh, Bailey's nobody's gonna pick up Bailey because he's a unless you know maybe the Reds can get a bag of balls for him. Um, and not even Major League Baseballs because those cost too much. It'll be a bag of like the small, like slightly rubber balls <laughs> that my son uses in t-ball. <laughs> nobody's untouchable. Nobody. No, thank is. you. Okay, good. I, I agree with that. As long because there are guys I want to see, I don't want to see leave. As a fan, there's a lot of that. There's even, a lot. Even as a, even even aside from being a fan, baseball wise, I feel like there are some guys that I would like. I would like to see them try to keep. Now, look, you're not going to be able to do it forever because if they may, if Votto, Suarez, and Jeanette maintain this level, I mean, they have Suarez and Votto already locked up for a long time. Yeah. But if Jeanette stays the same and those three guys. You know, you're probably not going to be able to afford Jeanette mm -hmm. if he's if he stay the rest of this season or whenever his contract is up again. He's he's gonna you know if he keeps the same kind of pace, the same kind of you know he just became this really really good hitter. If he if he stays that way, they're not going to be able to, to afford him. But I would love to see them lock him up if they can figure it out. But 
they need to lock up pitching first. Yeah. I I agree with that. Pitching is pitching is the most important thing on this team right now because there's a lot of young guys out there and they're counting on somebody to come up. They got Senzel down there. They got Hunter Green down there who obviously are going to get to come up. I think you'll see Senzel this year. You probably won't see Hunter Green even in September, maybe in September. I don't know. But those guys, Tyler Malley, uh, Sal Mano, you name it, Luis Castillo, um, just go down the list. I even still like Michael Lorenzen, even though he's struggling a little bit. I still like him in the bullpen. Um, Iglesias out of the bullpen. I mean, that guy's Amir Garrett. Amir yeah. Garrett. That's the name I've been trying to think of as I've been rattling these people off. Amir Garrett, <laughs> uh, who got hurt the other day, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge bummer because I'm telling you, this kid is. If he if it ends up that he stays in the bullpen, which I hope it doesn't, I want to see him start. If it ends up he stays in the bullpen, he's going to be that that setup guy. He's going to be that 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 seventh inning, eighth inning guy that I that they need. And and the thing is, is he's got the arm to throw two innings in the second half of the season. Amir Garrett might be the closer of this team because one of the guys that you hear a lot about on, on the trading block yeah. is Iglesias. Yep. And if they do get rid of anybody, you're going to get at really of anybody you can get because you know unless they trade uh, Jeanette. Um, besides him, really. You're probably going to get the most from Iglesias. You're going to get the most right now. If they're the I, at where they're at right now, what you're going to get the most for is without a doubt Iglesias and or a Jeanette because Suarez is already getting a little bit more. He's making more money, so mm-hmm. there's there's different things to that just apples to apples. I agree with you. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. So so then in that case, real quick, tell me. Where does this team end up? Is this the team? Are we a 500 team from here on out, or are we? A, are we an? You know, are are we a 81 team, 81 win team? Can we win 81 games? Not, I mean, not now. I'm saying, is this the kind of team that if they had this whole team from the beginning could be a 50 50 team? I, I don't, mean, they'll be lucky to win 65 right now. Right, yeah. I don't necessarily think so. I don't think they're a 500, legitimately 500 team yet. Um, just because right now they're win, they're winning a ton. They're they're great because everything's clicking now. Starting pitching is good now. Bullpen's good now. Hitting's good now. How long is that starting pitching yeah. going to last? Right. I mean, you saw it today. It it blew up today. Matt Harvey's going to blow up again. It's going to happen. Uh, and you know, Sourmano for you know he this is kind of how he's been the last two years. Two, three good starts, two, three bad starts. Mm-hmm. Two, three good starts, two, three bad starts. And he and Mally are both still young enough. That's probably going to happen for the for the next for the rest of this year. Maybe even maybe some even of next, next year. year. Yep. But then you then you want to then you expect them to de- to develop, and you know you, you hopefully one or two of those other guys that have kind of bounced up and down the last couple of years that are in AAA now, right, gets it. Somehow, you know Finnegan or who you know Steve Finnegan. Whoever. They they just moved Finnegan to the bullpen. Yes. Down yes. So it, I mean, true. this it guy is. is struggling hard, and, and it's ever since Bailey. They've talked about sending Bailey uh, or giving Bailey a chance, whatever it was with Bailey. And Bailey can't get sent down. You're, you're not going to send him down because he doesn't right. have any options. Right. We've already had this discussion, mm-hmm. but ever since that whole deal with when Bailey started pitching bad, he's had he's been pissed off. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to find try to get rid of him just because he needs it. 
they're not going to get anything out of them anymore. And sometimes you got to cut bait with somebody. If you realize you're not going to get anything out of somebody, they've already lost their, they've already lost the psychology of the whole thing mm-hmm. in, in their head. Sometimes it's better for you and for them just to push them off. Hopefully you can get a prospect for them. And you, you always want a guy to be, to do well. You know, you don't want anybody to do to you know, when you get rid of them to do bad. I want him to be, I like Brandon Finnegan before he went on his tirade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, even Bailey too. I, I he's not, you know, he's not the the easiest guy to root for because right now he's pitching terribly and maybe Bailey is the one guy that I would say I hope you don't do good when you leave. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I don't I don't really feel like that about anybody, but but I don't know. It, it, we are, you know, probably in the next year or two um we're not going to see those guys anymore for one way or another, but it, it, you know, when it, I, when I use the bathroom and I flush a turd down the toilet, mm-hmm. I hope that that turd has a better life. Oh, that's mean. I'm not that going that far. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the, uh, the bathroom though, because yeah. the other day I was, as a matter of fact, about a week ago. And then again today, I had the same thing. There's a certain bathroom at work in this one building that I go to sometimes. And it's it just reminds me. I walk in there and, you know, I've got a it, – it's so – here's the thing. It's not a men's room. It's a – it's an everybody oh, yeah, it's room. It's an everybody room. It's right? a family it's like room. A fam- one of the family bathrooms. It's like a family restroom sure. kind of thing. Just the one – just the one toilet. The sit- there's no urinal or anything. So I go in there. I've got to be especially careful about not littering the toilet seat, right? If I'm uh, sure, is there a urinal in this bathroom as well, or is it no. just the John? No urinal, just uh, yes, just just. So, sit so down. I have no choice. So right, well, yeah. I mean, that's the truth. That really, it might make more sense to sit down, even if it's just the number one, right? But I'm going to tell you right now, middle middle of the night. Sometimes during down. the day, I have no problem sitting down. You're not to pee. the first person I've heard. No problem, especially in the middle of the night. I am half tired. Mm-hmm. You know what? My wife probably likes it a lot better that I am sitting down instead of standing up. Sure, sure. Because it'd probably be a bigger mess. Yeah, um, yeah. I, when I go in, so so this is this is a public restroom, sure. right? When I go in that bathroom specifically, or any other public restroom, my thought is okay. So number one. If I go to a public restroom and there are urinals all along the wall and there are people at at least one or two of them, I'm most likely going in a stall. Just for number <laughs> just for number one. Just for number one. Uh, if one other person's in there, now listen, if they have I will if the dividers, if there's a wall in between each one, yeah. okay, I'll do that. You're good. If okay. it's just an open if it's just Reds a row you of go to open the Reds urinals, game. I never I almost never Use the urinal at the Reds game. It can be when the Reds were really good and the game started getting packed. You know, yep. Uh, I will. I'm the guy who, when there <laughs> there can be a line of people at a urinal and there's one urinal, just one open. I walk directly right up to it. I got no problem. Get little Jimmy out there and do what he got to <laughs> do and get out, man. It's so so so. I have many reasons for doing that, but <laughs> but my, the idea here is. When I go into a stall, a public restroom stall, right. the seat's down. I only have to do number one. Yeah. I don't want to go on the seat. I have to lift that seat up, right? 
Of course. I mean, you better lift that up. Otherwise, a guy like me coming in who's got to drop a deuce later is going to be pretty pissed at you. Look, there have been plenty of times I haven't lifted the seat. I'll be totally honest with you. And it may not be. It's not always and pee I do on my the seat. Best. It could just be drips. Of it's it's just splatter. a little. It's just exactly, and that's what happens. But but here's the thing. So I want I want to do the right thing. Okay. For you, do the right thing for, for me. You. So what's the issue then? I gotta touch the toilet seat. Use your foot. But you can't. And I and I do. I try. What do you mean you try? I try. <laughs> not all toilet seats fit the same. They're not all the same shape. Sometimes you have a toilet seat that's like exactly the same size as the bowl or even a little smaller sometimes it's not always easy to grab it with your foot and push it up it's not always easy and then sometimes you get it halfway up or almost all the way up and it slips off your foot because your foot your shoe doesn't have thumbs once so you have the the toilet seat in the air that's it that's i mean you should be good to get that all the way up your your foot can then cradle not but, cradle but, but get under the underneath side. It's not always that easy, though, I don't think. I mean, it's you're using the bottom of your – or the side of your shoe or the bottom kind of of your shoe. It's the toe. To, uh, toe and roll it up. You know, I'm kind toe of like side, like insole, uh -huh. kind of try okay. to try to get it in there and lift it up. And I just – sometimes you can't – sometimes you can't get a hold answer. of it. I have the answer. It just came to me. There, so most bathrooms, unless it's like the old joke I used to tell with the with the hole in the wall where in it was automatic uh, cleaner. You don't remember that one. All right. Anyway, so most bathrooms have toilet paper. Correct. Correct. All right. Good. Hopefully. Good. The bathroom at your work, toilet paper, I assume. Uh, yes. So can you just rip off a big old hunk of toilet paper, wrap it up, use the toilet paper in your hand? As the as your uh, oven mitt to pick up the said toilet seat. Yeah, that's good. And I actually did think about that. I think just yesterday <laughs> for the first time in my 36 years of living. So so shame on me for shame on me for not thinking about that. But I still I still don't really want to get my hand that close to the public restroom toilet seat. And then I have a wad of toilet paper that I got to throw in there. Then I'm I'm petrified that I flush it. And there's too much toilet paper in there, so it gets stuck oh and it gosh. overflows. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, I have we I got have issues, these, man. I've got right. some anxieties about it. Here's the, here's my problem. Okay. It's 2018. Why is there not some sort of button that you just walk <laughs> in? Look, chest high on the wall on the stall wall. You bump it with your elbow. You don't have to touch it with your hand. Of course you not. You bump it with your elbow, your shoulder, your foot, whatever. Yeah. That flicks the seat up when you're done. Bump it again. Right no, back down. No, you don't need to bump it again. Leave it up. Leave the seat up. Leave okay, the okay. toilet seat and, up. And that's fine because then it's because then all that all the next all you all the guy like you has to do that's coming in to to uh drop a little more than number one to yeah. drop a drop a curveball dropping on Charlie. Two looks like a number three. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's I look, uh everybody has different number twos and sometimes they look like threes or fours or eights or whatever um but for me how is there not the technology to have toilet seats that can go up and down you have the technology to flush when you walk away from it yeah why is there not the technology Man, to good. just go up and down dude there's like so you don't have to touch it there's there's like a few hundred people that listen to this podcast you might have just lost out on millions I'm fine with as long as it gets done right away. 
That's all I need. I don't need one millions. Of you I just need public restroom one of toilets. One you engineers out sense. there, please, let's design the electric toilet seat. I'm sure it's not that expensive. It's it's a button and a, and I'm sure once people pee and it's around water that I'm sure it's good to have electric in the bathroom, you know, running on there. Make it Bluetooth. You know, make it Bluetooth. Sure. Hit the button. Sure. Boom. Goes up. I like it. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie to Bluetooth. you. <laughs> yeah. Make it voice activated. That's even better. Oh, wave your hand. Yeah. They they got that with uh, trash cans. You walk up, wave your hand. Toilet seat goes up. Yep. I like that. Well, and then but then you wave your hand and it just goes down. Is that? Yeah. 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 It's got a little uh, thing like you said. Uh, shoulder shoulder height to your right. Little wave. Toilet seat comes up. Shoulder height to your right. Give give the stall door a wave and. Right back down. Although I say leave it up. I, I hate, I hate, there's no reason. When I get done dropping a deuce, I lift the toilet seat up. Because I know that some ding-dong is going <laughs> to go all over the seat for the next guy. So, yeah, I am. I 100% would rather always have it up. If I, because, you know, walk in, pee, you're done. But when I got to drop a deuce, you go to a concert or something. Sometimes, man, I go oh, to a concert. The grossest. I mean, I've never. That's the probably the one place I've never pooped at is at a concert. Good. I'm going to tell you how di- your like, life is better. Because probably, of that. yeah. I've probably saved myself from 475 different diseases. Oh, absolutely. Or at least a lot of pee on my butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever used the soft clothes? Have you ever had? Do you have a soft? I do. Clothes? My bathroom. My bathroom has a soft clothes. So it's funny. Oh, the uh, best. That changed had, my life. We had a house guest the other the other day who came to the house, and he the only the only soft clothes toilet seat we have is in the master bathroom. And he was, you know, he there's a bathroom there next to the to the other rooms over there. He's using that. Well, I guess he had a soft clothes toilet seat because he's like, oh man. I'm sorry for slamming your toilet seat. I'm just so used to I'm just so used to giving her a little tap and she just goes down. I didn't even think about having to help it down. That's oh, they man. are awesome, dude. I'm, like I'm you touch it and it's yeah. just like Jew. oh, it's beautiful. It. It's a it's beautiful. beautiful. Thing. I don't yeah. even have to touch my own toilet seat in my house, which I'm happy about. I mean, I keep it clean and everything, and it's my own stuff. But but I if I don't have to touch the toilet seat. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in my brain that that is better oh, off. Gosh, I let me. I, w- I wish I could be in your brain for a day. I bet it's a workout. You don't want it. It's no a, wonder you're in such phenomenal shape and eat whatever you want because your mind is going a million miles a minute at <laughs> all times. Is there a bug? Work my body bug? out. <laughs> uh, I bet well, you're always tense. Oh. So your body's tensing up all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. I know what the, I know what the answer is now. I'm just way too loosey goosey. That's why my body looks like it's loosey goosey. Yeah, go ahead and try to worry about everything in the world. See what see where see that how, gets you. See how fun that is. <laughs> we'll see how fun that is. Oh jeez. You All know right. what's fun? What's that? No, what is? I want to know what's fun. You know what's fun is the NBA off season. Yes, I know that everybody right now is super excited. You've been waiting for this part of the podcast. The NBA off season is here. LeBron watch is in full effect. The NBA awards uh, just went over, which, by the way, of all award shows, 
dumbest one out there, except for Bill Russell flipping off Charles Barkley. <laughs> Coolest part in the last year, he said he was going to beat a bunch of guys up. I think yep. it was I don't all know the centers. It was, it was a, oh, it was the centers. It was a yeah. row of centers, all said, time great centers. Beat all your asses or yeah. something like that. And then yesterday, he flipped off Charles Barkley. Hilarious, <laughs> love it. That's my guy. Bill Russell gets away time. with anything for he me. He can do anything he wants, 100%. <laughs> I love that man. 100%. It's, it's still funny to see him flip off Charles Barkley. That's just weird. Yo, yo, dog. Yo, slippery dog. <laughs> so so when, I see, when I see people flipping other people off, I'm like, oh, my God. You are such trash. You are so trashy. You are so, like, oh, my God. That you're like, that's what 12-year-olds do because they think it's cool. <laughs> And then, but this man then is Bill Russell this man is eighty whatever, and he does it, and I'm like, ah, Bill, I'm a little disappointed, but gosh, you're just so awesome. It's all right. He's funny. He's a funny guy. He can do whatever. It's that's in fun. He's just a cool old man. I'll he tell is you, a cool that. old dude. All right, so NBA uh, awards. So I'm going to start off with the first one that I disagreed with, but I want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year went to Ben Simmons. And so, to be honest, I, everybody was giving Donovan Mitchell a lot. Did, I I mean, the more I, I watch and see this Tatum kid throughout, even throughout the playoffs, it's, even though it's a regular season award, uh, whatever, I'm going to tell you right now, that Tatum kid is, he was the best player out of all three of them. Most, most complete, maybe I'll say, out of all three of them. Yeah, that's uh, maybe. Maybe they were. I just watched I a YouTube video the other day of him. Like he hit like something like stupid, like forty straight. Not forty. I think it was twenty-eight straight, like quarter court shots, like Steph Curry pull-up kind of jumpers from ten feet beyond three-point line. It was ridiculous. Jason Tatum was really exciting. Maybe the Celtics' best player, and they went seven games, and they were a couple of minutes away from going yeah. to the NBA Finals yeah. without their two best players. Jason Tatum was one of the biggest reasons for that. I mean, he was as, he was probably as good as those other guys. Yeah, He deserves absolutely to be in the – and he was. There were three finalists. They do it kind of like the Gold Glove Award. Yep. They have three finalists pretty much for, for, for every award, and then they just you know, vote on that. So it was Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons – for most of the year, they were talking Ben Simmons and, and, and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. And then there was even the kind of back and forth where Donovan Mitchell wore the shirt about the yeah. definition of a rookie yes. and, you know, trying to say this is Ben Simmons' Benson's actual second year. But he didn't, he didn't play. play the first year. Um, all year long, I was saying Ben Simmons is my rookie of the year. I stay with that. I, I, I would have, if I would have So voted, you agreed with it. I did agree with it. Donovan Mitchell is right there with him. Uh, Donovan Jason Mitchell. Tatum is right there with both yeah. of those guys. The other thing is Donovan Mitchell led that team. Donovan Mitchell was the leader of that team. He is the reason they were in the playoffs. Ben Simmons was part of the reason. Donovan Mitchell was the reason they were in the playoffs. He was he was definitely one of the biggest reasons. They Quinn Snyder is another reason. Sure. And who was a finalist for coach of the year. Yeah. Um Oh, that's what we're getting to next, and, by the way. Yeah. And uh and then Another another award, defensive player of the year. We went to Rudy Gobert. He right. was he was one he was, you know, certainly a big part a, of that. A big part of that too. But they they committed on the defensive end and then they figured out, especially with Donovan Mitchell leading them on the offensive end, that jazz team. I think that good. I think that uh the most the the most difficult and probably, I don't know, overrated 
uh, award is the Defensive Player Award. That's got to be, I mean, that is a, because honestly, there's probably a player that's a better defender, but they, I mean, it's got to be to a guy who gets to play minutes. You got to have a guy who's out there all the time uh, because they got locked down defenders that come out and play eight minutes a game, you know, in crunch times and, you know, certain uh Ask, you know, three and D that's the name right. of a type of player now is a three and D guy, which annoys me. Yeah. Like the Bruce Bowen type. He was kind of one of the first three and D right. Yeah. And he was, he was always considered one of the best defensive players. Um, Tony Allen, you yeah. know, guys like that. Yeah. Shane Battier. Yep. Um, defensive player of the year. I love the award, um, but I agree with you. You can always, you can probably pick, 10 guys that you could make a case for and I'd be happy with all of them winning and it almost none of them yeah, would bother me it almost always goes to to a guy who rebounds and blocks shots yeah. because those are the two most most recognizable defensive statistics I guess yeah, yeah. and, and you're not getting a million steals you can really blow up on blocks and 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 rebounds you can't really blow up on steals you're you're never going to yeah, get more I mean, than 3 a game yeah you you yeah even I mean, 3 a game's a lot the guy right and and there are you know there have been times where guys who led the league in steals or are right up there with you know the top two or three got defensive player of the years because they're legitimately that good right. you know and and Gary Payton steals a part yeah Kawhi Leonard yeah there you go forget LeBron I'm on the Kawhi Leonard watch there you go anyway <laughs> um, all right so let's move on then yeah uh, coach of the year Dwayne. I don't I don't know who the finalists were but Dwayne Casey wins coach of the year. After being fired. How do you, how does that, what do you do? You go up, he was there, he accepted his award. How do you go up and accept you? I mean, is there, if I'm not mistaken, there was a big Toronto Raptors sign behind him, with, like on the big screen. I mean, you put that down, just, you know, I'm a coaching free agent right now, or, well, or did he sign? He was up uh, for he uh, was up for one job. Uh, I don't know Pistons, if he, Pistons. He, okay, he signed right. with Pistons, yeah. So, so then, like, we'll put the, put Detroit up there. I don't, what do you, I mean, if you're Toronto, are you thinking you might have made a mistake at this point in time, or do you think that they that was it was kind of a, uh, you know, a spur of the moment deal? The fact that you can't get past the Cavs, it's the best season you've had. Um, it, you got the guy who is now coach of the year mm-hmm. for this team, and you fired him. I think they're comfortable with their decision. I do um, because. You know, it's been they've been about the same. I mean, they've had like three of their best years in franchise history uh, in the in the last few years, and they, especially this past year, was their was their best one. And Dwayne Casey's been there, been at the helm for those. And you know, I'm sure he's he's as big a reason as any, maybe the biggest reason that they that they have been. Um, you know. He got a lot of their bench. They, you know, they had a uh, th- their bench was one of the best in basketball this year, and they had a bunch of guys that were like, "Man, who's this guy?" Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you if you follow the NBA really closely, you know Fred Van Vliet and you know those guys. Um, the, he got a lot out of less talent than a lot of other teams had, a- and that's why you know. And so you know, Demar Derozan was probably the leading MVP candidate in the first couple months of the season actually yeah um and you know he he had a good year and kyle lowry is um is a good player he's you know all-star level type player um i don't want to overstate anything but <laughs> um, but he's a really he's a really good guard in the league and and they've had you know a pretty similar team the last few years and they're really good 
Dwayne Casey deserves a lot of credit for that, and he he got it. I mean, he got he won coach of the I year. I guess technically he did. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go on, and um and be fine elsewhere, and they're gonna hi- they're gonna bring on somebody else, and then we'll see what happens. You know, the maybe they'll hire Jim Riggleman. He does he does wonders yeah. for uh, uh for teams that when he takes over put Jim Riggleman in they'll be five hundred <laughs> from the time <laughs> oh, he starts. Actually, that's a big drop off. <laughs> that's a huge drop off. <laughs> All right, so uh, sixth man of the year uh, goes to Lou Williams of the Clippers. That was uh, a runaway. Eric Gordon, it was, yeah. and it literally was. I'm looking at the totals. Uh, I mean, he doubled more than doubled Eric Gordon. There was no question and about Fred that. And Fred VanVleet, one of my favorite college basketball players over the past five years. Uh, let's see. So most improved. I kind of like this. Uh, this is kind of a weird award. Is Victor Oladipo really most improved, or was he always that good? Just never got to be the man. Well, he was. No, I think he was. The, I think he was that improved, and and maybe that is. The you want to talk about running away with it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Five times the next. He had 99 first-place votes out of 101. Clint Capella and Spencer Dinwiddie had really nice years. And their Victor coaches, Ola- or somebody, they must have voted for themselves. I don't know. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, Indiana was a surprise team. I mean, they, oh, big time. Yeah. they were really good. And you talk about Donovan Mitchell being the biggest reason for the Jazz. Victor, Victor Oladipo was 100%. the biggest reason for that. You're telling me Lance Stevenson wasn't the reason that they went to the playoffs? Lance Stevenson was easily the second biggest reason that they were so good this year. I hate that guy. <laughs> I got to stop saying That's I hate people. I don't hate him. No, I don't you don't hate, hate him. him. I don't hate Everybody him. Everybody knows I don't, don't know him. him, so I can't hate him. No. But he irritates the hell out of me. I Look, you're preaching to the choir. I, I totally it. get it. I know it. <laughs> All right, so – that's uh that's the bulk of the of the awards. I mean, they got these weird sportsmanship awards and all this other stuff. So here's what we're gonna go to next. This is the one that I really wanted to talk about. My MVP obviously is LeBron James. James Harden wins it, uh, 965 points to 738 for LeBron. Anthony Davis, who I think will be a, I think he's will be in the next four years will be the most valuable player. I think he, will in the next four years, will probably be the best player in the league. Um, but LeBron, man, why? I don't, like, everybody's like, oh, he won so many. He's already won enough of them. Well, he's got three in 13 years or 14 years, whatever it is now. Yeah. It's not like he's raking them in. Mm-hmm. All right, so get, it's time. LeBron, LeBron was the most valuable player in all of – most outstanding what what does most valuable even mean i mean what what do we have to do if you take lebron james off of the cavaliers and put um james harden on it this team might have not made the playoffs or they would have been the 8 seed <clears throat> they yeah i agree with you that they that they would not have they most likely would not have been as good i think they would have been a playoff team james harden is that good but um, but could he have got these guys to to this kind of this team around him to? Is he a leader enough to get this kind of team around him to play well enough to here, do this with a bunch of scrubs? Here's the thing, you know why a big reason why James Harden won this MVP award is because of Mike D'Antoni. If sure. if Mike D'Antoni and James Harden replaced LeBron James and um. Uh, 
Oh, the guy it's that Cavs. Yeah, uh, yeah, the guy that lo- that oh uh, Allen Iverson stepped over when he when he hit the three. <laughs> right, the Mike Penberthy. No, it was not <laughs> Mike Penberthy. Um, Teron Liu. So if those two, if, you came up with it because what? If I drew my, a blank. If Mike D'Antoni, I don't know where my head's at. Mike D'Antoni and James Harden replaced LeBron James and Teron Liu, and Mike D'Antoni ran this his offense with that Cavs team. They might have been better. They might have won more games in the regular season. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Even with that same team around him, because it's a totally different offense. It's designed around shooting. It's designed around the way that James Harden plays. So James Harden and Mike D'Antoni could go. I I agree with you there. They could go almost anywhere and make the playoffs. Just the two of them, Definitely. because of the way that James Harden fits that so perfectly. And then you get a guy who can distribute the ball like Chris Paul, and all of a sudden you're the best team in the West. Right. Uh, well, the best team in the regular, regular season, season in right. the West. Um, so, okay. So, do you think James Harden was the MVP? I, I don't think so. If LeBron won it over James Harden, absolutely no problem. Of course, he completely deserves it. He is the most valuable player to his team over probably anybody else in the league on their team. Um, so, but that's the thing is. I really think this was just James Harden's year to win it. I, I think ever since last year, I agree. Since last year when Westbrook won it and they both had this triple-double deal going on, and it felt like it felt like if Harden just put up a year close to that, he was going to win it this year. It was almost like it was handed to him. LeBron's not going to get it next year. If he changes teams, he won't get it. Well, it Everybody's going to go against him. Yeah, you know what? Probably. It depends on where he goes, though. You know, it it, it depends okay, on where he goes. He goes to goes LA, kind of... Right now, I mean, uh, OKC is getting ready to throw everything at Paul George. So, I mean, they've been talking. I mean, there's word out there Paul George may not leave. There's there's word out there that, uh, you know, it, I mean, obviously LA is the place that everybody's talking about LeBron to go to. That's probably the front runner. But he's, you know, they, he was just in Miami uh, a few days ago apparently looking at high schools for his son and all this other, I mean, everywhere, everybody's talking about all this stuff, you know? So I don't know if that's true or not, but what, what I I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is so the same thing has happened before Michael Jordan. There were years that Carl Malone won the MVP. Charles Barkley won the MVP when Michael Jordan was without question, the best player in the game. The same thing is happening to LeBron James. It's it's there's a sentiment that LeBron James just can't win all of them, you know. And it was the same deal with Jordan then too. So there's only a handful of guys that have four mm-hmm. MVPs. There's a few guys. There's and then you go to three, and there's some more guys that have three. He's got three. He needs to be in that next echelon. That's not. I, I don't want to say it's not fair to him. The guy is one of the top two or three best basketball players in the history of this game. And and I'm not going to rate him. We've already done it, but he's that good. I don't Yeah. And that's should, that's exactly why he's not going to get and you're probably right. No matter where he goes, maybe for the rest of his career, even though he had the best this statistically was, the yeah. best year of his career yeah. at 33 or whatever, um you know, in his what was it? His 15th year in the league 15th year like i mean that's so many miles and he played all every game to every single game yeah. every game didn't sit out all he wanted was for the nba to 
adjust their scheduling so they could, and that he was a big part of that whole talk with Adam Silver. They did it, and I think there was something in that whole agreement when he sat down with Silver where he said, Silver said, listen, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make this draw out a little bit longer, and we're going we're gonna to start the season a little earlier and blah, blah, blah. But if, if you're for real, you ain't sitting out. If you're not hurt, don't sit out. And I think that's where LeBron's at. I think, I think that was a big part of why he played every game this yeah. year. Personally, and, and you know what? That's another reason that he should have been a little more strongly considered for the MVP. I agree. I um, agree, hundred percent. It's it's just amazing to me that he can be still doing this at this age, and I mean, because who knows how much longer he's got? I mean, I think he'll play until until his boy. I mean, his boy's in seventh grade now. Is that right? He's going to be a freshman, I think. Oh, it's the it's the middle child that's that's going to be that's in seventh grade. The middle child's in seventh grade and almost dunked. He, no, that's the oldest. Oh, that's the oldest. Bre- LeBron James Jr. is is the oldest. So he's, he was in eighth grade. He's in eighth grade. Then. I'm he's pretty sure, grade. and he's going to okay, be in high school next year. Yeah, because he because he supposedly, according to Gary Payton, has already enrolled in this right high but school. I, but at, it's already been said that he's that LeBron's looked at is you know they're they're going around looking at other high schools. I mean, all over. LeBron's got houses in like four states, two of them in California. I mean, he's. You know what kind of fun he could have with the entire country, oh with the God. entire world? He's, but All he he's got to do he is do fly it. to any city he wants to with an NBA team on any day and get the whole world going crazy yep. about what could possibly be going on. And he could just he could just do that for fun, just Hell to yeah. just to have that much power. Go to Milwaukee, to... <laughs> go to Milwaukee, and call Giannis and go, "Hey, dude, you want to have lunch?" Oh my God! I don't want to talk about basketball at all. I just want people to see us having so, lunch. <laughs> so everyone would flip out, including me. Yes. Oh my! If he played with Giannis on Tetacupa, oh my gosh! Boy, the two freaks together, oh, the man. original and the Greek, <laughs> the original and the Greek. All right, so uh, we're getting pretty close here. I do want to bring up because it is the most important game. Uh, not important. It's the most watched. Most popular sport in the world. Popular. That's the daggone word. I appreciate you figuring out words for me today. <laughs> the most popular sport in all the world. The World Cup is going on, and Germany has joined both, both France and Italy. The last three winners of the World Cup all have been eliminated, none of which will be playing in the knockout round. Yeah. So, sorry about that. I, it's kind of a bummer. There's some good teams in this knockout round though. Have you been looking at it? Have you been have you been watching the the World Cup at all? Of course. Kid me? Yeah. Of course I have been. So, who's your team? Uh, it's uh well, aside from Team USA, obviously, um <laughs> Team USA is too good for Russia. We stayed home. They yeah, they're yeah, right. It was uh, it wasn't going to be a challenge, so obviously they were they all right, decided so, not to so go, check this out. Uh, so the knockout round is getting ready to start, right? So we got we got a couple teams left to be put in here, and I'm not going to go over all that. That's way too much into this. Uruguay, Portugal, go. Uruguay is it Uruguay? Mm-hmm. Uruguay, Portugal, go. Uh, um, I take Portugal. That a boy. Uh, and what's the reason? Um, because uh, I like I like a good front porch. Like it, France, Argentina. Oh, Argentina oh. has the messy guy. He's real messy, kind of dirty. Uh, apparently, oh. they he, he always if he, he doesn't win, then oh my gosh, he he's way overrated or something. So he got the nickname Messi 
because he always eats a big meal right before the game and has food. Like he eats, in his beard I think and he everything. Eats either spaghetti or lasagna. Probably. and Always has tons of sauce all yeah. over his. That'd be my all guess. over his jersey. Yeah. Um. That, anyway, that's what I. That's what I heard. Um. How he got his nickname, but. Um, so this is the Manu Ginobili versus Tony Parker game. This is Manu versus Tony. Yes. So give me Argentina because I'm I know such, that's the truth. I'm, I'm with you there. Let's Ginobili go, Manu. Guy. Yes. So we're He's so a, far. He loves soccer too. So far, we're front porch and Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the big game, and I think this is going to be the most exciting game in the first round of the knockout round of the World Cup: Brazil v Mexico. It's not a game. I apologize, all of you people. If anybody gets mad at me for calling it a game, don't listen to the rest of our – It's not a uh, friendly either. No, it's not a friendly. It's very, very unfriendly, and it's a match, and it's <laughs> on the pitch, and we're ready to go. Oh, a match on the pitch. Starts the, with the time the, at the zero. The time starts at zero. Really screws me up when I'm watching games. I think the game's almost over, and I'm like, 90 minutes left. Holy cow. <laughs> That's too long. That's way too long. It's already been an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> All right, so Brazil, Mexico. Brazil, Mexico. You know what? The easy choice here would be Brazil because they're historically, you know, the, the best. Are maybe. they? they uh, yeah. I know they haven't won the last three World Cups because it was uh, – or the last three were, what did I just say? France, Italy, Germany. Germany. No Brazil in that. Um, but they've won. They've won several World Cups in the past. Okay, they all are, are a soccer sure. power. I believe you. Now, also greatest soccer player of all time, Pele, Brazilian. Oh, was he? Yes. See, didn't Uh-oh. know that. Uh, but doesn't Brazil is Brazil the ones that have the uh, that really that stud? The guy is like the most beautiful man in the world. What's his name? What's the soccer guy's name? Ronaldo. Last time, last time yes. I said Beckham, and you were like, "You're an old oh, idiot." Now I gotta look up Ronaldo again and find that. Oh, there's a funny statue of Ronaldo. You know, just because, just because Brazil seems like the easy pick, I think I'm going Mexico because he is Brazil, by the way, and Ronaldo's not the big sexy guy. That's oh yeah, that it. no yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. There he is. Yeah, big time. Okay. Lionel Messi, like, Cristiano Ronaldo. like what you see, huh? Oh, he's a stud. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going Mexico. They're our neighbors. You know, I, I let's root for our neighbors. Why not? I'm going Cristiano Ronaldo because um, I think this is the guy. They're our downstairs neighbors. Downstairs? Oh, this is 100% stud. Look at that stud. Oh, is is he the one that has the real weird looking bust and yeah. whatever Hall of Fame? Well, he's the in? one I showed you was Brandy Chastain last week. Right. But yes, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. Apparently, they named I think it was a uh, uh, an airport after him. There it is, oh, Cristiano boy. Ronaldo Airport. Oh my gosh, that's so great. There it is. Please look up Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo. That's actually not bust. that far off. I mean, I look, his eyes are like this dude is perfect. Okay, he's one hundred percent perfect. This dude, that's a good bus eye. One eye's an inch and a half taller than the other. Uh, yeah, his head is bigger on one side. Definitely, teeth look like they're fake. Holy, <laughs> they cow. are fake. It's made out of brass. Well, I mean, it looks like if that was a real person, those teeth would be. Dentures. I have no idea if it's made out of brass. I'm sure it's not made out of brass. Bronze, dude. That's bronze. bronze of course. Yeah, that's bronze. Of Come course. on, get with it. Yeah, I, and hey, they might end up with the bronze medal at All the right, World so Cup. I'm taking Brazil. You take Mexico. Spain, Russia. We're it's in Russia. Oh, I'm taking Spain. Spain's like the number one team. I'm I think, taking in Spain this whole for thing. the Gasol brothers. Oh, okay. I like that. I'm taking. 
I'm taking Spain as well. <laughs> Why? What's your reason? <laughs> My reason for taking Spain is because I'm pretty sure they're the best team in the country. They are the best team in the country of Spain. <laughs> and then um, then I almost said nation in the world. <laughs> oh, Christopher. You were 100% right about that. I was. They are the best team in the country of Spain or in the nation of Spain, you slippery dog. Croatia v. Denmark. Oh, uh, give me uh, give me Croatia. Why why Croatia? Well, I'll stick with the same theme. There are way more um, basketball, Croatian basketball. Uh, Tony Kukoc. Okay, I'm going with Denmark because out of the five countries that have listened to our podcast, Denmark is one of them, and they're the only one left. That's a great call. Yes. Good, good job by you. Hey, two big props to the guy who listened from Denmark. Uh, Philippines, Nepal, and New Zealand as well. We love you, but you're not in the knockout round. So, sorry. Sweden v. Switzerland. Oh, the Swits. You mm. got to be careful with the Swits. They got to... They, they, they're... Is it the Swits? <laughs> or the Swiss? Swiss. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the Swiss. You got to be careful with the oh. Swiss because literally they don't get injured. I mean, their flag is the sign of a hospital. It's just oh. a big red flag with a white cross. I mean, they're oh. like all medics in the Swiss. Yep. And they make a really nice knife that can do all kinds of crazy things. And I love Swiss cheese. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm never going to hear the end of this. Swiss cheese. Yes. I'm going Switzerland because they are <laughs> diplomatic. They're neutral. Um, and I like that. I'm a neutral type of guy. Okay. So give me Switzerland for that. go to Switzerland. All right. Uh, I like the Swedes. I feel like I said that one right. They're the Swedes, right? I'm taking the Swedes just because I screwed up the Swiss and called them the Swits. Done with you guys. I'm jumping on the Swedes bandwagon. Uh, You know what? I'm taking the Swedes to go all the way, mostly because at this moment in time, there's it hasn't been determined who they're playing against. Oh, (laughs) all right. They get a buy, maybe. Uh, Uh, I mean, whoever wins that Switzerland Sweden game uh, plays. 1H versus 2G, which right now looks like, oh, here we go. Yeah, 2G, right now, England and Belgium. Oh, we've England or Belgium is going to be in that next game. They're both going to go, but they just don't know who's in first or second, I guess, because they both have six points. (laughs) Then you got Japan and Senegal that they could play against. How does the points thing work? Never mind. Don't even get it. Do you want me to tell you? No. Is it long? You get three points for a win. You get one point for a tie. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, pretty, I've heard that. Pretty before. simple. Never mind. Um, so what's the next game? What are we talking here? Uh, I don't know what the next game is going to be, but oh, okay. So that, got, was it. So that was everything. Group H hasn't been determined, but you have Japan, Senegal, and Colombia, all with uh, four, four, three points. All right. Among those three, who's your favorite? Oh, Wapan. What what pan? What pan is one hundred percent my favorite. The Wapanese. The Wapanese. I know you're a Colombian guy because you like Colombian cocaine. Yeah, I mean for for um, cocaine and coffee, I mean you, of all the cocaines out there, there's no better cocaine than Colombian Columbia. cocaine. Yeah, and and coffee as well. I, I mean, feel like we co- can. I feel Columbian like Colombian coffee. coffee is one hundred percent. When I go to UDF, I always go to the Colombian coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's the one. That's the one where I get the jacked up coffee. Speedway's got the Colombian coffee. Is that so? That's right. And I'm a big Speedway fan, so maybe I'm changing. No more Wapan. I'm going Colombia with you. Two things I've never had before Just in jump my life. Shift. 
coffee and cocaine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so are you no longer going for Colombia? <laughs> no, I'm staying with Colombia because look, uh, they've got the economy because of those two things. Because of those two them. things. All right, we yeah. like we're big on the economy. England, Belgium. Who's your who's your favorite between those two? They're not going to play each other in the first group, but they're both in Group G. They're both getting out. They'll both be in it. Um, give me England because they speak English. Uh, give me Belgium because they make waffles. Oh, waffles are good. Waffles are good. I want to go to Taste of Belgium. Mmm, Taste of Belgium, huh? Mm-hmm. You ever been? I've been there one time. It was for breakfast, and they were making this huge deal about it. And to be honest... It's waffles, man. I mean, so, like yeah, I'm not like gets, like wa- like it's waffles. It gets overrated. I can by put some a people. berry in it. I didn't get the berry. Could put chocolate chips in it. Trying to be on a diet. Didn't eat chocolate chips. The chick- whipped cream on it. Be honest, not a whipped cream fan. Big whipped cream fan on the waffle. Chicken, the chicken and waffles there with the hot sauce on the chicken. Mm. Oh. I'm just a syrup guy. I just like to make sure that there's and syrup, yeah. that there's syrup in between in each little. Uh, square in my waffle. I'm 100% or, or, I'd, with you. or I'll give it like a quarter turn and I'll have diagonal uh, uh, diamonds. Uh, I make sure that I have straight and I got squares. Quarter turn. Now all of a sudden I have a whole waffle full of diamonds. Try it. That's artistic. You eat yeah. your waffles artistically. Thank you. I, I I just give me a just give me an overflow of syrup on my waffle. I'm, are so you are you a waffle guy or pancake guy? I probably take waffles over pancakes. Waffles over pancakes. French toast over both easily for me, though. Really? French toast, French toast. easily Yeah, for man, me. it's been a long time since I've had French toast. I need to make some French toast. Kids, my kids have never had French toast. You're kidding me. No, they've had French toast sticks that were in the freezer that are not, not the good. Same. Not the not same. Not the same. Not the toast in the egg and no, all no, that no. stuff the way mom mom used to make it. Treat yourself, man. I think I, I, think I might do that. And I, your kids. I haven't had bread in a long time now. 25 LBs, by the way. Congratulations. That's Thank beautiful. You. I appreciate that. I got Man, uh, good for you. another 10 pounds, uh, another 15 pounds what? to get to my 15 pounds from now, and I will be at what I got married at. Another 20 pounds, and I'll probably be what I should be yeah, at for my weight? height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for your height. <laughs> I'm four foot six. How so. many How many pounds until you get back to when you were running cross country in high school? 50 pounds. I'd have to lose another 50 pounds. Because you were like 105. I was 130. Then. I was 135 when I, 135, 140 when I graduated. And I'm 185 right now. That's a lot of weight. 185 dude, pounds. is a totally, completely normal man. Yeah, sure. But I, I'm, I'm not built like a normal man. I have, no matter how fat I get, my arms will always be the arms of the skinniest person in the world. <laughs> I have yeah like, same <laughs> my my curl like people go in and be doing curls and I'll be like yeah you know I'm like two bills I'm curling like 20 barely 20 pounds oh, totally me <sighs> barely and everybody else these any if you're 200 pounds you're probably curling like 50 60 pounds I don't know because I don't work out enough so, I don't but, go I don't lift free weights at public gyms or any type of weights at just public so you, gyms just because, so the girls don't see holy it. cow it's so embarrassing <laughs> girls guys anybody <laughs> i don't want to be seen oh god i have a set of weights in my basement and you know uh you know every every other year i go down there go down there and, and uh, get it get yeah, a good lift i turn on pantera i hear you get I a little lift walk it, lift, it, lift a quick 850 throw a quick 850 up on the rack and and 
pump it out. Pump it out. Do it. I'm done. Squat about a grand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you listening, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, this episode of the Nosebleeds is coming to a conclusion. Please catch us on Facebook. We're at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, all. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. I'll tell you what. Everybody that subscribes this week, everybody that subscribes this week, I can see who you are. If you do it on iTunes, uh, for some reason my iTunes stuff is all screwed up. Text me or email me or put Facebook, uh, fa- Facebook me or put something in the comments saying that you subscribe to it. But I can see you on SoundCloud. I can see you on YouTube. Let If you subscribe, give me your shirt size in the comment section. I'm giving you a Nosebleed Sports Podcast t-shirt. Hit subscribe. Like it. I don't care if you like it. Just subscribe. I'm going to unsubscribe and then subscribe nope. again this week. You don't week. count. If you already are a <laughs> subscriber, I apologize. We love you way more than anything because you're a subscriber at this point in time, but you're not eligible. New subscribers only. You will be at some point. Yeah, at some point. We'll we'll get you. We'll make sure every, you know all our people have a shirt. But we'll for come now. up with all a right. good thing. So check it out. Subscribe. iTunes. SoundCloud. Castbox, YouTube, Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Don't forget to get on Beat the Streak. Get the Slippery Dogs going. We're up to six. I want to be at like 30 by the end of the year. More Nosebleed Sports Podcast memorabilia coming out. I might even give you something out of the dungeon. Ooh, you might get something out of the dungeon out of the too. Yeah, the studio, studio. There's a lot wow. of good stuff in the studio There's right now. There's a lot now. of good stuff. I got, there. I got a Skip Prosser, not a Skip Prosser. I'm sorry. That's a Pete Gillen bobblehead behind you. I got a really cool. Nobody gets that. Don't even look <laughs> at that Xavier. That that wooden Xavier threaded thing that doesn't go anywhere. I don't even know what that is. Paul Witt made that. Oh, nobody gets oh. that. Oh, Paul Witt made yes. that. Shout out to Paul Witt. Steve Snodgrass, someday we'll get out to you. Uh, uh, shout out to Steve. We appreciate the picture of being outside with his dog in front of the campfire and asking us to do a uh, a show at his house there. We all know Adam won't do it, all of but my it'd be favorite fun. Things right there. Yes, 100%. So Slippery Dogs, vote Willie McGee v. Hideki Matsui. Uh, that's it. We'll have the the complete bracket up so you can see the whole thing. Yes, the whole bracket will be on Facebook, and if I remember to tweet it out, I'll tweet it out at Sick With It. Adam's got it. You can catch him on the tweet box at Adam Schmidt forty four. Cousin, I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate you, everybody. Thank you so much for Adam Schmidt. I'm Chris Witt. Don't forget to turn your lights on. Beep, beep.